Welcome to This Week in Astrology. This is episode number 478 for the second half of September 2018. This Week in Astrology is the free podcast that deepens your astrological wisdom. We always start with a forecast and regularly include other special features. Make This Week in Astrology a regular part of your astrological education. so much for listening. I'm your host, Benjamin Bernstein, broadcasting from the virtual location of thisweekinastrology.com and the physical location of Asheville, North Carolina. To get to a specific part of the show, including the forecast for a particular date, check out the index at the very end of this mp3. You can also see this index in writing at thisweekinastrology.blogspot.com. I'm recording this on Sunday, September 16, the day Pretty much that uh, now tropical storm Florence, maybe now it's tropical depression, I'm not sure, um, has hit Asheville. And uh, hit's too strong a word. There's steady rain, but there's no wind. And uh, for any of you who are uh, listening to this right around the time I'm posting it and are concerned, um, where I live in downtown Asheville, there's a, a gentle steady rain, but no wind, and it doesn't feel anything like a hurricane. So, <laughs> so we're good. And uh, I and Kisela are doing just fine. Electricity's on, everything's good. So we're understanding some flooding may be coming in the next day or two or three, but uh, we're on high enough ground, it won't be a problem. So any concern you have, uh, I don't think you need to worry about us. Uh, for this show, we're going to be doing the uh, forecast up front, as always. Then we'll have a quick announcement, and then we'll go on to our listener chart. I found a woman named Bridget whose chart her natal Mars is right where the full moon in Aries is happening, and we'll get into all of her best uses of that energy, as well as a few bonus points as well. So that's our show. Uh, let's get into the forecast. Shifting relationships from servitude to equality is the dominant theme of September's second half. It's front and center in the fall equinox chart, the Aries full moon, and our most powerful aspect pattern. This powerful half-month also features Pluto turning direct and a volatile Mars-Uranus square, as well as several flowing and magical happenings. What's old as we come into the second half of September? We've got a waxing moon, Pluto retrograde through the 30th, and some longer-term retrogrades from Neptune, Chiron, and Uranus. We also have a bunch of aspect patterns still continuing. Uh, gosh, cradle, a couple of grand trines, a couple of kites, a couple of T-squares. I won't go into detail. We've covered them on prior podcasts, but a lot of energy still very much in the air. Now let's move on to our individual days of the forecast. On Sunday, September 16th, your ability to perceive fine distinctions or turn your thoughts toward service is smoothly energized by a Mercury-Jupiter sextile. Mercury, 20 Virgo, Jupiter, 20 Scorpio. On Monday, September 17th, the second half of September only features two aspect patterns and they both begin today. Furthermore, both configurations share three planets, the Sun, Mercury, and Chiron. Please also note that both these aspect patterns are contained in the fall equinox chart and the Aries full moon. I will not be repeating this information when I get to those interpretations, so please listen carefully now. Shifting relationships from servitude to equality is a major theme of the T-square featuring the Sun, Mercury, Saturn, and Chiron. 
It starts on September 17, peaks on the 23rd, and ends on the 27th. This redefining of interconnections is catalyzed by the Sun and Mercury moving from Virgo to Libra about halfway through this T-squares run. In Virgo, relationships tend to be unequal. This can be entirely appropriate in mentorships and apprenticeships, as well as student-teacher and employee-employer affiliations. But it can be problematical if there's imbalanced power in a relationship that's supposed to be equal. Libra is a different story. Its astrological symbol is a balanced scale, showing that an ideal Libran relationship shares power equally. At the very least, the Libra to Virgo transition within this T-square can initiate thinking and discussion about bringing relationships into greater equality where appropriate. The hard aspects to the Sun and Mercury from this T-square's other two members, Saturn and Chiron, add challenge and intensity. Saturn brings challenge where existing structures need release or transformation. He asks, who's the boss? Chiron specializes in bringing old emotional wounds up for healing. Thousands have found my free healing invocation effective for quickly clearing this old pain. I'll tell you how to get to that in just a moment. If you're getting triggered in a relationship, is there an imbalanced power dynamic that needs to be addressed? This T-square could also express in other ways. You could get seriously productive as you create or refine your artistic output. Healing, mentoring, and cathartic art get a strong boost. So do serious discussions around shadow work and old psychological wounds. Extra planet, Vesta, is tightly conjunct Saturn during this T-square and could easily be considered a member of this aspect pattern. I didn't include her in the main interpretation because it would have distracted from this configuration's core meanings. Vesta is so distinctive that her presence would require the interpretation to focus on her, which we'll do now to give this asteroid goddess her due. This Sun-Mercury-Vesta-Saturn-Chiron-T-square has the same beginning, peaking, and ending dates already noted. It calls for wisdom and healing to be focused into service to a higher cause, especially through communication and or creativity. The more you apply Saturn's positive qualities to this selfless service, maturity, responsibility, good time management, and efficient planning and implementation, the more you'll be rewarded with long-lasting endurance and practical results. So now we got to the end of that T-square interpretation. Let me tell you how to get to that healing invocation I mentioned up above. Go to astroshaman.com. On the menu bar, the last word is resources. First pull down from resources is invocations for healing and awakening. Click that and you'll see two posts. The second one with the photo of the screaming man will tell you how to call in healing from your divine very quickly, easily, and efficiently. Also, on Monday, September 17th, a kite begins today that contains most of the planets from the T-square we just discussed, Sun, Mercury, and Chiron. We get this kite by adding soft aspects from Mars and Juno. While the T-square was mostly about challenge, this kite adds a strong measure of hope. The relationship theme is reinforced and more tightly focused by Juno, which represents committed partnership. Aquarian Mars adds energy and assertiveness, as well as intuitive flashes and breakthrough thinking. This can help you come up with fresh, outside-the-box solutions to any relationship issues catalyzed by the T-square. As usual, I recommend the four-part nonviolent communication process to brainstorm win-win solutions to difficult relationship issues. Just Google four-part nonviolent communication process. It'll come right up. 
This guide can also support exciting collaborations to help you take your thinking, writing, or creative expression in new directions. The following is a bit geeky, but I'll throw it in anyway. The Sun, Mercury, Saturn, Chiron T-square includes two overlapping T-squares. Likewise, the Sun, Mercury, Mars, Juno, Chiron kite also contains two overlapping kites. However, the meanings of the smaller aspect patterns are not different enough to merit their own interpretations. On Tuesday, September 18th, a Mars-Uranus square is like a high-voltage wire. It can give you a lot of power, but you have to handle it with great care. Please note that this aspect is also included in my Fall Equinox and Full Moon interpretations. I will not be repeating this information there, so again, please listen up now. On the challenging side, this intense aspect can catalyze sudden or shocking rage, violence, sexuality, or impulsive behavior. Avoid unstable or dangerous people and situations as much as possible. Life-affirming possibilities of the square include inspirations or breakthroughs regarding you as a warrior, entrepreneur, initiator, or sexual being. Intuitive flashes tend to be energized under this aspect. When one of these text messages from God comes, and you know in your bones it's true, consider taking immediate action on it. This Mars-Uranus square has a long shelf life. It's in effect all the way through October 12th. On Wednesday, September 19th, the life-affirming possibilities of yesterday's Mars-Uranus square are further energized by today's magical Mars-Jupiter quintile. Mars 20 Aquarius, Jupiter 20 Scorpio. Once again, this includes lots of helpful intuitive flashes, as well as inspirations or breakthroughs regarding you as a warrior, entrepreneur, initiator, or sexual being. Scorpionic Jupiter amplifies the energies of joy, positive transformation, and good luck. This aspect also has significant staying power. It lasts three weeks through October 9th. On Thursday, September 20th, embodied awakening and calling your desires into manifestation receive miraculous and enduring support from a Saturn-Neptune quintile. Saturn, 3 Capricorn, Neptune, 15 Pisces. You have nearly two months to capitalize on this fairy dust aspect through November 10th. Uh, I want to link you over to uh, some helpful information on this. Embodied awakening if you go to astroshaman.com and once again follow the, the crumbs I just gave you a moment ago, go to the menu bar, go to resources, and the first pull down invocations for healing and awakening. The first post on the page that comes up with the Blue Angel invocations for healing and awakening will cover embodied awakening and how quick and easy you can accomplish that. As far as calling your desires into manifestation, go to the search box on astroshaman.com, type Law of Attraction Made Simple and my little how-to post on that will come up for you. Continuing on Thursday, September 20th, yet another quintile, the third one in two days, joins Venus and Pluto. That's Venus 7 Scorpio, Pluto 19 Capricorn. This magical connection can bring life-affirming power and transformation to your relationships, creativity, and finances. Finally, on Thursday, September 20th, any Sun-Mercury conjunction empowers learning and communication. This one, at 28 degrees Virgo, also energizes health, detail work, and service to others. On Saturday, September 22nd, the Sun enters Libra at 9.54 p.m. Eastern Time, signaling the fall equinox. 
The sun's entry into Libra broadcasts the energies of relationship, creativity, harmony, and balance for the next month. Watch out for indecisiveness or being too much of a people-pleaser. The heart of the fall equinox chart is the two aspect patterns I interpreted on September 17th and which both peak tomorrow. As I already said, I will not be repeating those aspect pattern interpretations here since you've heard them already. Here's one exception. I did not include Ceres in my original T-square interpretation. That would have seriously glitched the timing of the aspect pattern. But she deserves a place at the table in this fall equinox interpretation. Since Ceres is several degrees beyond the other planets, she makes a minor contribution to the T-square's energy. Her main role here is to hold the energy of sorrow and loss, which reinforces the relationship shadow work theme. Two planet aspects. The Mars-Uranus square, separating but still tight, is another important factor in the fall equinox chart. I interpreted that for you already and will not bore you by repeating that information here. Finally, we have a Saturn-Uranus trine, the only interpretation in this equinox forecast not based on an earlier entry. This can make it easier to find a comfortable balance between traditional and innovative, between conservative and radical. Let Uranus get the ball rolling with an intuitive flash from your higher self. Then let Saturn work out the details and keep the project on track until it's complete. Also, on Saturday, September 22nd, Mercury makes two aspects today. A Mercury-Chiron opposition, Mercury 0 Libra, Chiron 0 Aries, gives particular support to mentoring and healing conversations and is part of that T-square with Sun, Mercury, Saturn, and Chiron. A Mercury-Uranus quincunx, Mercury to Libra, Uranus to Taurus, can make it easier for your human mind, Mercury, to connect with the divine mind, Uranus. The adjustment required from the quincunx can be as simple as asking for your higher self's input. I want to give you a few testimonials that have come in. Every time I interact with Benjamin, whether at a shamanic healing, astrology reading, or casual conversation, I'm impressed with his insight, clarity, and eloquence. I leave his presence feeling charged with a lot to consider. He's clearly in touch with the heavens, and I highly recommend his services. That's a five-star review from Stephanie Toller from September 8th. Next, I gifted my son a reading with Benjamin with hopes of giving him some insights into his life. The reading gave him the insights I'd been hoping for. I'm happy to report that within six weeks of his session, he started a new job. He has started rebuilding his life. The shamanic work was key to him tapping into his true higher potential, a true gift for this mother. That's from Eva D. on September 4th, another five-star review, and Eva gave me one more testimonial. She wrote, Benjamin went all in on my sister's astrological reading, but man oh man, the shamanic work was truly amazing. My sister has been struggling with bipolar for several years. Benjamin was able to help her with her obsessive and intrusive thought patterns. I can't say enough great things to do him justice. He even went the extra mile to help her find spiritual and enlightening groups in her area. What a transformation. Benjamin is truly divinely directed. And again, that's from Eva D., September 4th, 2018. I've accrued so far 213 five-star reviews from my clients. All my services are equally effective in person or long distance, and my guarantee makes it risk-free. If you don't feel your experience was helpful, it's free. Learn more about my services at astroshaman.com. Just click services on the menu bar and take it from there.
On Sunday, September 23rd, the two aspect patterns that started on September 17th and which featured so prominently in yesterday's fall equinox chart both peaked today. Again, that's a T-square featuring Sun, Mercury, Saturn, and Chiron, and a kite with the Sun, Mercury, Mars, Juno, and Chiron. They both end on September 27th. Also, on Sunday, September 23rd, fresh insights and breakthroughs in your feminine assertiveness, strategy, and practical creativity can come smoothly and easily with Uranus trine Vesta. Uranus to Taurus, Vesta to Capricorn. This aspect remains in orb through October 18th. Also, on Sunday, September 23rd, a Sun-Chiron opposition, Sun-Zero Libra, Chiron-Zero Aries, specifically energizes relationship healing and creative mentoring. A Mercury-Saturn square, Mercury-3 Libra, Saturn-3 Capricorn, can either squelch your independent thought and expression or encourage you to claim greater authority in these areas. Both of the aspects are part of a T-square that peaks today. The Sun-Chiron opposition is also part of the kite peaking today. Finally, on Sunday, September 23rd, your communication can be original, assertive, and harmonious as Mercury trines Mars. Mercury, 3 Libra, Mars, 3 Aquarius. On Monday, September 24th, a full moon shines forth at 10.52 p.m. plus 19 seconds. Eastern Daylight Time. That's at 1 degree, 59 minutes Aries. Any Aries full moon is great for adjustment or release in the areas of assertiveness, aggressiveness, violence, warriorship, initiation, and sexuality. Aspects. This lunation comes only two days after the fall equinox, so all the planetary configurations I described in my fall equinox forecast, or referenced there, are still present during this full moon. The only significant change is the moon itself, which is tightly conjunct Chiron and now part of the T-square and kite aspect patterns. The addition of the moon does not fundamentally change my prior interpretations, but it does suggest that some of the relationships you'll be working on might be with family members. The moon's placement in Aries suggests that you proceed with a warrior spirit and determination in whatever actions you take. You can, of course, choose to be a peaceful warrior. Finally, the moon's tight conjunction to Chiron puts additional emphasis on the themes of mentoring, healing, and shadow work. Other than that, my interpretations of the aspects and aspect patterns in my fall equinox forecast also apply to this full moon. This full moon Sabian symbol is a comedian entertaining a group of friends. On the simplest level, this could be an invitation to lighten up. There's a lot of intensity in this full moon forecast, and some comic relief might be welcome. This full moon could also support you as the comedian. Mercury is one of the planets most associated with comedy, especially quick-witted verbal humor, and Mercury's close alignment with the Sun-Moon axis gives it plenty of illumination. Plus, Mercury's in Libra, the sign of sociability. I personally resonate as, quote, a comedian entertaining a group of friends, end quote, when I tune in to my spiritual allies. They usually radiate lightheartedness and joviality. They're having a great time up there. My divine allies do seem endlessly amused by my earthly antics, especially when I'm not trying to be funny. There's no cruelty or judgment in their laughter, just an appreciation of how ridiculous the human experience can be sometimes. Perhaps, if we count them as friends, each one of us is a comedian giving our divine allies endless entertainment, 
just by living our lives. Make that amazing life you've been dreaming about a reality with support from Astro-Shamanic Life Coaching, my unique combination of helping modalities refined through more than 7,000 life-transforming Astro-Shaman client sessions can help you thrive in every area of your life. And my unusual approach could help you do this faster than you might have thought possible. Satisfaction guaranteed. Would you like to enjoy a deeper heart connection with your significant other? Attract a special person into your life? Make more money by working fewer hours? Transition into a more fulfilling career? Enjoy the best possible health? Create better relationships with friends and family? Would it make your life more wonderful to connect more with like-minded groups of people? Nurture your creativity and artistry? Dive more deeply into personal growth or spirituality? Increase your soul-fulfilling service to others? Have more time to chill out, have fun, and pursue your passions? Whatever your priorities, astro-shamanic life coaching can empower them in extraordinary ways. I'll support you with a rare combination of skills, tools, and qualities, including a broad array of industry-standard life coaching tools and exercises to help you clarify and implement your life goals, a large toolbox of strategies and techniques that have helped my astro-shaman clients master their personal and professional challenges for over 13 years, a cornucopia of wisdom gained from over 58 years of my adventurous, happy, and fulfilling life. If you're open to an outside-the-box life coaching experience, we can also include channeled guidance from your higher self, your most important astrological insights, including essential information from your natal chart, such as life purpose, ideal relationships, and optimal career, the best use of current opportunities and challenges catalyzed by moving planets, and optimal timing for important actions. We can also include shamanic healing, as well as invocations for accelerated healing, awakening, and other energetic shifts. Sound interesting? Learn more on my Astro Shamanic Life Coaching page. Go to astroshaman.com, services, pull it down, you'll see Life Coaching. Check it out. On Tuesday, September 25th, Pisces welcomes back retrograde Chiron for a five-month farewell tour. The wounded healer entered Aries on April 17th and will re-enter the sign of the ram on February 18 of 2019. He'll stay there for over seven years until mid-2026. Chiron's fundamental meanings are wounding, healing, and mentoring. While he's back in Pisces, spiritual healing and inspired mentoring are more powerfully energized. Emotional and psychological wounds will be more receptive to spiritual and creative healing modalities. Also, on Tuesday, September 25th, you can take a serious look at your relationships with the Libran Sun square Saturn. Sun, 3 Libra, Saturn, 3 Capricorn. This clear-headed, unsentimental energy can also help you take authoritative action. This could be ending a partnership, working to heal relationship challenges, or taking a great connection to a wonderful new level. This square also supports creative productivity and is part of the T-square with the Sun, Mercury, Saturn, and Chiron that peaked on the 23rd. On Thursday, September 27th, Buzzing vitality is available for your relationships, creativity, and yourself as the sun trines Mars. Sun, 5 Libra, Mars, 5 Aquarius. Get out and do something physical. On Friday, September 28th, 
Healing and mentoring is smoothly and strongly supported for your committed partnerships as Chiron sextiles Juno. Chiron, 29 degrees, 52 minutes Pisces, and Juno at the same degree number in Taurus. This friendly aspect has legs, too. It lasts all the way through March 5th of 2019. On Sunday, September 30th, planets are most powerful when they change directions, and none is more powerful than Pluto. The Lord of Transformation turned retrograde back on April 22nd around 21 Capricorn and stations direct today around 19 Capricorn. Have you been reflecting on Pluto's themes during its retrograde as I suggested back on April 22nd? You can now start to take action on the insights you've gained. Helpful Plutonian contemplations include, are you managing your shared resources harmoniously and effectively? Are your ducks in a row regarding insurance, taxes, and any inheritance-related matters? Pluto also deals with more intimate territory. When challenging emotions come up, do you have a quick and effective healing technique to clear them, like the healing invocation I mentioned earlier? Are you relating to those you're close to with deep honesty and vulnerability? Are your sexual connections only engaging the five senses, or are you experiencing the soul-blended ecstasy of sacred sex? Pluto's themes also include wealth and power. Of course, wealth can be measured in terms of money and possessions, but there can also be great value in intangibles. These can include life-affirming relationships, work aligned with your life purpose, and a blissful, consistent connection with your higher self. How do you measure wealth? Power is one of Pluto's most important themes. Are you focused on service-to-self power? This is based on domination, control, and manipulation to look out for number one and satisfy your selfish desires. Or do you take more pleasure in service to other power? In this path, you joyfully open to your intuitive guidance and do your best to follow its suggestions. In my experience, this approach delivers vastly more power and directs it far more skillfully, and the ecstasy is off the charts. With Pluto stationing around 19 degrees Capricorn, Check your chart for any sensitive points between 16 and 22 degrees in the cardinal signs, Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. Whatever those points represent, Pluto will catalyze you to release or transform them if they're not in alignment with your optimal soul path. But Pluto will bless you with those wonderful gifts of wealth and power if you're on track. Ease, the Embodied Awakening Support Experience, offers you free weekly events via phone or web to help you enjoy more harmony, grace, and flow, eliminate suffering, boost your intuition, experience more synchronicity, stop mental chatter and challenging emotions, live each day in a peaceful, awakened state, support the global spiritual awakening, and much more. The online recording library, over 150 MP3s and counting, lets you experience the life-transforming power of ease anytime. Learn more by going to astroshaman.com. On the menu bar, click Services, Ease. You'll see it a little ways down, Ease, Embodied Awakening Support Experience, free. Looking ahead to our next podcast for the first half of October, we will be featuring Venus turning retrograde. That's big. We're going to have a new moon in Libra, Venus square Mars. The asteroid goddess Pallas will be receiving an opposition from Neptune and a trine from Pluto. And we've got a bunch of new aspect patterns, including a double yod key, a couple of Thor's hammers, a mystic rectangle, and something I've never talked about before, a hard rectangle. 
Tune in to find about all this and much more for the best use of the coming period's astrological energies. You can hear my forecast on This Week in Astrology, but would you also like to get a free, concise version in writing? How about having it conveniently pop into your inbox? And while we're at it, how about occasional bonus articles on astrology, along with simple, powerful healing and awakening techniques? That's what you get with AstroShaman's free email newsletter. To subscribe, go to astroshaman.com. You'll see the newsletter sign-up form at the top of the sidebar. And if you like calculating your own astrology charts, why not use the world's leading Windows astrology software and get it for the lowest price available? AstroShaman is an authorized dealer for SolarFire Gold, which also runs on Macs running Windows and recent Windows tablets. To learn more or place your order, visit astroshaman.com. From there, click on Products in the menu bar and choose SolarFire Software from the drop-down menu. A free forecast newsletter and the best available price on SolarFire Gold. Two great reasons to visit astroshaman.com right now. I have one announcement for you. It's not too late to sign up for an amazing interview series hosted by Christina Maglino. It's called The Divine Soul Ignited. Trust your intuition, activate your highest potential, and live out your soul's calling. And I'm one of the presenters. We're only about a week into 30 consecutive days of short yet deep interviews about connecting with your highest guidance, your soul's mission, and your intuition. Let each day be a ritual for your morning or evening. Through these interviews, you'll discover how to let go of limiting beliefs and tune into your highest available light frequency, practical tools for activating your spiritual gifts, such as experiential meditations, activations, and healings for aligning with your soul's mission, strategies for clarifying your intuition, how to be the creator of your own reality, free gifts, and much more. More info is on the homepage of astroshaman.com. Look for it in the What's New section. As always, we do our Shamanic Awakening Meetup every third Tuesday. That's just in a couple days here as I record this at my home in Asheville. Info on that is in the um, blog area or actually in the Practical Spirituality area. Just scroll down a few blogs there. And that's all the announcements. For our listener chart, we have the chart of Bridget. This is the Bridget born April 10, 1979, 5.16 a.m. Burbank, California. If you want to run Bridget's chart, you can see that she has Aries rising at 13 degrees, 37 minutes, and her moon is in Virgo at 27 degrees, 12 minutes. Or you can do it easy, and always my charts that I refer to on the show are always on the blog at thisweekinastrology.blogspot.com. On the particular show, when you get down to the index, you'll see the name of the person or whatever whose chart is being discussed has a link and this will link to a PDF of Bridget's natal chart surrounded by her transiting planets. So I picked Bridget because I was looking for something with something juicy natally around two degrees Aries, where the uh, full moon is happening. And I found her with her Mars there at uh, two degrees, 43 minutes. Mars in Aries, um, the full moon is landing right on top of it. So first, let's analyze, Bridget, your Mars. As always, I oscillate between addressing the chart owner and the listeners. So um, as I already said in the forecast, Mars just by itself has certain core meanings, the warrior, pioneer, entrepreneur, initiator, sexual being. On the dark side, it can go to violence or um, impulsive behavior. 
So, Bridget, your Mars is in Aries, uh, one of the signs it rules, and the sign whose energy Mars is mainly associated with. Aries has exactly the same keywords I just used for Mars. So that's a super juicy energy in your chart. Um, also, it's worth noting that Mars is in your 12th house. Uh, Bridget, you have a loaded 12th house. You have far more energy there than anywhere else in your chart. I'm counting one, two, three, seven planets and points there including three, all three personal planets that are not luminaries. So um, that's just a side note. Uh, I'm famous for those. Uh, Mars in the 12th is, wow, a lot of drive and energy toward two high side potentials, spiritual awakening and inspired creativity. Also potentially energy toward the 12th houses, less happy qualities. And these can include substance abuse, uh, alcohol or drugs and things like that. It can be uh, excessive escapism, uh, TV, sex, food, movies, internet, games, just stuff that kind of zones you out and uh, distracts you from having a meaningful life. It could be drifting aimlessly or it could be getting involved in a victim-perpetrator relationship dynamic. Also a sense of general confusion can be part of a 12th house low side. Now don't get up, don't get uh, upset by the fact that I've got five things on the low side and only two on the high, even one of those high side things focused on can orient all those 12th house planets into positive manifestation. So as this Mars receives strong stimulation, Bridget, all these themes can be coming up that I just named, whether it's from the uh, planet and sign which have the same interpretation or from the house. Now, we've got another layer as well. Uh, Bridget, in my house system, Porphyry, you have what's called a natural chart, which means that every single house has its natural sign on the cusp. Uh, in a natural zodiac, which is imaginary, but, you know, Aries is the first house, Taurus is the second house, Gemini is the third, and that's exactly how your house cusps are set up. Therefore, Mars also rules your eighth house with Scorpio on the cusp because Mars is the ancient ruler of Scorpio, as we all know uh, Pluto is the modern ruler, or most of us know anyway. So that means that the strong stimulation of Mars might activate that house as well. And the meanings of the eighth house are death and rebirth. Um, it's the phoenix burning to ash and resurrecting, the snake shedding its skin, the caterpillar melting down to goo and coming out a gorgeous butterfly. It's the house of occult practices, astrology, numerology, tarot, mediumship, psychic stuff, all the stuff that works with invisible energies. Um, it is the house of shared resources, inheritance, taxes, insurance. Uh, it's where you blend sexual fluids with someone very intimately. It's where you have joint ventures, where your money's blended, joint bank accounts, things like that. So basically the, the core meaning of eighth house is shared energy. Um, it opposes the second house, which is just mine, my stuff, my money, my possessions, etc. So the stimulation of Mars might activate themes possibly around joint resources of some kinds, as I've just named. So that's <clears throat> pretty thorough breakdown of your natal Mars. So let's now look at what's happening there. Here's the full moon landing on top of it. And as always, um, the way I interpret transits to a personal chart often differs from how I would do just a general sky transit because the sky transit isn't on any particular focus. Once I go to something landing on a natal chart, I use my theory of stage setters versus triggers. I need a stage setter, a slow planet, to make a meaningful ground for action, and then I need a quick guy to trigger it. 
So in this case, Bridget, Chiron is your stage setter. Um, so Chiron is very close to Mars and will be definitely hitting Mars for the next year or two by transit, probably more like two years. So Chiron is here, the, the planet of mentoring and wounding and healing. So this is a powerful time for you, Bridget, to first off realize that you may get a lot of triggering of wounds. Mars and Chiron together is a very active you know, experience of the Chironic themes. You know, the planets go both ways in terms of stimulating each other. So, um, and the 12th house is the house of hidden stuff. So uh, all those hidden wounds, etc., that you maybe haven't dealt with might be showing up now. So um, one of the things I would expect here would be some shadow work. Now, uh, I'll save it till the end, but you have other much more powerful reasons why you'd be having a lot of shadow work right now. I'll just tell you, okay. This is not related to the, the new moon, but you do have transiting Pluto already squaring your natal sun. This is one of the most powerful transits of a lifetime. And Pluto square sun is a complete restructuring of everything that doesn't serve your highest good, potentially, if you let it. So, so just know, Bridget, you're about roughly two years into, with about two years to go, one of the most potent transits of your lifetime. I talked a little bit about Pluto in the forecast and all the things I said about, you know, power over others, power with others, all the things to, you know, get intensity on would apply here for sure. So um, again, transit Chiron on Mars, Chiron, transiting Chiron, transiting Pluto can have similar effects, actually. They're both, they tend to both stir up shadow work and give you something to clear. And if you're familiar with my th image of the great onion of consciousness, what I've discovered in my life and have seen play out in other lives of consciously working people is that when a shadow piece comes up, it's not a punishment, it's a gift. It's saying, hey, this has been blocking your divine light, your, your divine illumination at the core. You are bliss, ecstasy, and euphoria at the core. And your human self isn't fully aware of that because you've got these shadow layers blocking it. All these old wounds and traumas that were not healed from this lifetime or a past life are running interference with your experience of that divinity. So anytime you get triggered, a challenging emotion, a challenging physical sensation, it's just that outer layer saying, would you peel me now? I'm ready to go. <laughs> so do it. That's why I gave that uh, shadow work tool earlier in the forecast, my healing invocation. You know, in a nutshell, you just say maximum healing that serves highest good, please, and relax. And you're saying that to your higher self. You go passive and darn if that energy doesn't come in and stir it up and flush it out permanently. That layer is done. There may be other similar layers, but that one is complete. So, um, again, I, I referenced earlier how to get to that, and I won't repeat that here. But um, just know, Bridget, with Chiron on your Mars, very active stimulation of shadow work themes, and Pluto squaring your sun, uh, very potent time for shadow work for you. So get on it. You don't resist it. Just dive in. You know, don't just wait to get triggered and do it on your own. I'd be out doing shamanic ceremonies. I'd be doing holotropic breath work or things like that. Whatever processes, you know, inter family system dynamics, whatever kind of process, usually in groups, is great that you can get into that will stir this stuff up and flush it. You're in prime time for it right now. Anyone having a hard aspect from transiting Pluto to a sun or a moon or any other super sensitive point. It's shadow work time, and I found it's best to embrace it instead of run from it. Okay, so um, <laughs> slight transit, uh, not transit, but tangent. Um, 
so that's the main juicy thing I have happening of all these aspect patterns in this in this uh, full moon. You've got again the T square that involves the transiting sun and moon, and I believe the third player there is Saturn and Vesta at the corner. Uh, they're engaged. Uh, it's worth mentioning, Bridget, that transiting Saturn is square your Mars right now. Now, he's also been square your Mars pretty much the whole year. Um, Saturn has been bouncing around between roughly 2 and 9 degrees Capricorn uh, in retrograde, and now he's direct again. So this stimulation of your Mars has been going on for most of the year. Again, Saturn works in a very predictable way. All planets are agents, are age, forgive me, agents of your higher self, or even angels of your higher self is the way I like to think of them. They check out every aspect of your life repeatedly as they circle around, and they're always asking the same question. Is this or is this not in alignment with your higher self? Is it in alignment with your soul purpose, which your higher self sent you down to do? If it is, they give you wealth and power, and they amp it up, and they give you more juice for whatever it is, and the kind of energy is in alignment with the nature of the transiting planet. If you're not in alignment, the transiting planet will tend to catalyze challenge. Something to give you a heads up, hey, something is not in sync here. You are out of alignment with your life mission, and you can try to hold the line on this out-of-harmony activity, in which case you'll suffer, because the planets will keep trying to prod you out of it. Or you can uh, let it go if it's done or transmute it into something wonderful and then go to the next level. That's really how the whole transit scheme plays out. So just know that Saturn has been, you know, on Mars off and on all year. He's very tightly squared right now on September 24th as the uh, full moon hits in Aries. And within a couple of months, he'll be gone. Saturn's going to move forward pretty quickly now. So the Saturn piece is short term. But it doesn't change the fact that Chiron piece is long-term. Chiron has got at least another year to go. I'm not looking at the actual transits to track it precisely, but one to two years more of Chiron on that Mars, stirring up the stuff that needs to clear. And let's not forget, um, Chiron's also you stepping out as the mentor and the healer. So if you're inclined in those directions, then that can really fire up really beautifully. Um, another bonus point I'll mention, not directly related to the full moon for you, Bridget, is that Saturn has crossed your midheaven already and is about to cross back. Saturn to the midheaven only happens every 30 years, roughly. And that's you getting to reap the reward of all the years you spent, you know, building up your profession or what you're doing in the world, you know, in the 14 years as Saturn's been rising to the top of the chart. So uh, this is doubly true because, Bridget, you're... Your 10th house ruler is Saturn, Capricorn Midheaven. So just know that you've, you've got a rich time here to really blossom fully into your vocation or your calling in the world. 10th house can be paid or unpaid work, but it's what you're known for. So a really good time to be thinking, wow, what am I here to do right now? What's my outward expression and gift into the world right now? And I want to make sure if it was me, it's in alignment with what my higher self sent me here to do. Best I can figure it out. So anyhow... So the tra the uh, transiting Saturn is definitely there. Vesta, right there next to Saturn by transit. Vesta squaring your Mars is saying, wow, action toward a higher purpose, not just selfish, look out for number one kind of activity, but can I contribute something greater? Uh, your natal Mars, Bridget, even has a conjunction to Vesta there in the 12th house. It's only about five degrees off. So 
action toward a higher cause is actually strongly supported for your whole lifetime. Okay, so I'm just checking out the other significant points. Um, I'm not going to touch on every single transiting planet in this full moon because I want to just stick with the ones that are the most relevant, and I think I've really hit them. Yes, uh, transiting Juno and Ceres and Mercury um, and the moon, of course, there do have resonance. But again, my job as an astrologer is always triage, not to hit every single jot and tittle and overwhelm the client with stuff that isn't super helpful, but to zoom in on what's really important and focus on that. So I think I'm going to end the part of this that's about directly on the full moon on your Mars, or at least, you know, the direct with some tangents. But uh, I'm going to close, Bridget. I'm, I saw one other thing happening in your chart that uh, is super important. Uh, transiting Neptune is on your Venus. Again, this has nothing to do with the full moon. But it's um, the, that and the Pluto square to the sun are the two most important things happening in your chart right now. And Neptune on Venus is like the most, well, one of the most awesome aspects a creative person could ever ask for. Uh, your loaded 12th house uh, and the number of Pisces points you've got, inspired creativity, leads me to believe, Bridget, you're very creative. If you're not directly artistic, then you at least have a very creative approach to life and you get lots of just ideas flow in without you asking for, oh, what a cool idea that would be. Ooh, I'm inspired to do that in this way in any area of life. So the planet of divine inspiration is on Venus, the planet of creativity. And uh, it's um, probably got a year and a half or so to go. So uh, you've had two to three years of it already. So uh, you've still got plenty of juice there on that. Neptune's also on your south node, which is um, south node is what you brought in from the past, whether that's through past lives or your genetics from your parents or whatever. But um, it's a mixed bag. Some of it's really wonderful stuff, great talents and gifts that you've developed from the past. Some of it's the challenges you brought in to heal. But Neptune is there, um, flowing inspiration into the talents that are already there and helping to dissolve away the stuff that doesn't serve you anymore. So uh, I just wanted to throw that in as a bonus tip for you there, Bridget. So one of my more meandering listener charts here but hopefully interesting. And since the main purpose of these, dear listener, is to help you learn more about astrology, hopefully the things I said that weren't directly related to that full moon in Aries, um, you found interesting and enlightening as well. Bridget, you remain in the running for a free session with me, um, as does everyone who's ever sent their chart in who hasn't already won one. <laughs> so uh, as we'll be mentioning again here briefly at the end of the show, if you haven't already sent in your chart data, date, time, and city of birth, Doing that puts your chart in the hopper for use in this use uh, to illustrate something in the show. And also, I do every month pick a free winner for a session. So uh, send your stuff in if you haven't already. There will be another reminder here with the uh, announcement that follows here shortly. And this ends our listener chart segment. Living a harmonious life can be difficult, especially these days when things are moving so fast. You'd think that those of us committed to personal and spiritual growth would have it easier, but sometimes it seems as if our lofty aspirations cause us to face even greater challenges. Fortunately, you have a map to guide you, your astrology chart. It can reveal a wealth of information about your soul purpose, your optimal career, and your ideal romantic partner. Spirituality, timing, relocation, your chart, when interpreted by an insightful, experienced astrologer, can provide helpful insights into every area of life. 
And since the moving planets keep activating different parts of your chart, getting astrology updates at least once a year can help you keep focused on what's important now. But astrology is only the beginning here at Astro Shaman. We also offer shamanic healing, which can reduce or eliminate physical, emotional, and mental issues. Your shamanic healing session will also equip you with simple, powerful techniques you can use on your own to help you take your healing and spiritual awakening to the next level. We also offer other services to help improve your life, including awakening activation, electional astrology, mentoring, and more. All are equally effective in person or by phone or Skype. A digital recording of your session is included, and my guarantee makes it risk-free. If you don't feel that your experience was helpful, it's free. To learn more, visit astroshaman.com. I love my work, and I look forward to helping you. And as you heard earlier, I've now added life coaching to my roster of services. It's uh, on astroshaman.com, services on the menu bar, pull it down and you'll see life coaching there added among the offerings. I do offer a free 30-minute exploration and discovery session to those who are interested. We're wrapping up this edition of This Week in Astrology. Check out our website where you can hear the show and subscribe to podcast updates. You can also do a single sign-up for two great opportunities, chances to win a free consultation and have your chart interpreted on the show. You can also donate to support us. Go to thisweekinastrology.com. From there, you'll be automatically redirected to the This Week in Astrology area of astroshaman.com. You can listen to This Week in Astrology on your smartphone or tablet at stitcher.com. And if you're an iTunes listener, please do subscribe through iTunes and help us keep our standing as the number one astrology podcast on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. I wish you infinite blessings as the stars light your way. This Week in Astrology is copyright 2018 by Astro Shaman. All rights reserved, although enthusiastic sharing is encouraged. You can access our free comprehensive audio archive from thisweekinastrology.com. If you'd like me to illustrate the weekly forecast with your chart, please send me your date, time, and city of birth. This also gives you a chance to win a free session with me every month. I welcome your personal questions for my live listener consultation segments. I also welcome your general astrology questions and feedback. Just email info at astroshaman.com. I look forward to making you a part of This Week in Astrology. Here's the index. Our overview begins at 2 minutes 15 seconds. September 16, 3 minutes 9 seconds. The 17th, 3.25. The 18th, 8.30. The 19th, 9.34. The 20th, 10.14. The 22nd, 11.48. The 23rd, 15.58. The 24th, 17.25. The 25th, 22.20. The 27th, 23.33. The 28th, 23.49. The 30th, 24.11. Next shows highlights, 27.22. Announcements, 28.59. Our listener chart, 30.14. Thank you so much for listening to This Week in Astrology.